89.5 KK12 you're listening to KK12FM 89.5. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Ben Ozeri, your host of Make It Happen. We are celebrating a very special week. Even though International Women's Day falls on one particular day, but for this week, I would like to dedicate not one, but two interviews dedicated to International Women's Day. And this is the first interview that I am having together with two awesome individuals, two awesome Sabahans who I know are making it happen in their uh, both of the industries. And we will be talking about Juanita Empowered. I'd like to welcome to the studio Michelle De La Harp Germani and also Madam Lai Fuinar. Ladies, thank you very much for spending time. Happy International Women's Day to the both of you. Thanks, Thank you. Ben. Thank you, Ben. So, um, I guess to start off, I guess we'll uh, have both individuals uh, introduce themselves. Uh, maybe we'll start with Michelle because Michelle has been here. Michelle, it's great to see you again. You were here talking about shared space, uh, uh, co, uh, co uh, co-working. co-working spaces yeah. before. Mm-hmm. A great interview. And now you have uh, moved on to do other things. And uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Michelle, to our <laughs> listeners? Thanks, Ben. And I'm really um, happy that you're allowing me to come back here again and this time on something completely different, but also related because the last time I was here, we did touch on International Women's Day as well. Yes. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. So hi, everyone. I'm Michelle Dilahab Germani, and I am currently sitting on the executive committee for SWEPA. I'm the head of committee for members' business development. I'm also the project manager for Wanita Empowered Program. It is a business mentorship program which is funded by the U.S. Embassy and managed by SWEPA and our partners. Thank you, Ben. Very good. All right. And we also have Madam Lai Fuinar here in the studio. Uh, Madam Lai, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners this morning? Thank you, Ben. My name is Fuinar. I'm the president of SWEPA. SWEPA is Sabah Women Entrepreneurs and Professionals Association. It has been formed more than 25 years ago, basically to unite women in Sabah to promote their advancement, especially in the business and professional fields. Wonderful. I must ask the both of, uh, the both of you, how has the pandemic uh, treat, uh, treated the both of you? Are, you? are we okay? How are you, madam? Oh, as far as I'm concerned, because I work in an essential sector, so work has been almost normal, except that I have to work from home instead in the Instead of working from the office most of the time, but now it's all back to work. Mm, very good. Thank you for sharing that. Michelle, I know it's been a little rocky for you, but mm-hmm. hey, you're, you're still here. You're still smiling. Would, uh, would you like to share? Yeah, well, the pandemic has treated me completely differently. At first, personally, on my co-work side, it was not so bad. Um, it was mostly for my tourism side because I run a tourism agency with my husband. Mm-hmm. So even before lockdown happened, our business was totally affected. So we had no um, income or revenue since February last year. And based on the current situation, I don't think that will happen anytime soon. However, the, I did take a lot of advantage from working from home um, with my previous companies. So we had a lot of upskilling and reskilling sessions, and that really helped me. And being part of Agora's international speakers, we actually learned to practice speaking in front of the camera and you know into the video, your phone, instead of being in front of people. So that was a good practice for me. There were a lot of ups and downs uh, throughout the year. However, um, and especially being in quarantine, because when I started my new... Um, 
a new um, business uh, late last year, right? I had to go through quarantine because it was in Labuan. Mm. So that was a very, very challenging time. Having to go through swabs multiple times as oh, well. <laughs> quarantine twice. Uh, one was alone, completely alone. And one was with my family. So that was uh, challenging and depressing moments. However, I am glad that I've had uh, a good circle of friends and coaches who've helped me through. And now I've just started my own food catering business just last month. So hopefully that will pick up and keep us busy um, while we wait for tourism to come back. Very good. Fuinar, did you have to go through any swap tests or anything like that <laughs> or quarantine periods? No, I, I am very fortunate I didn't have to. Although there was an optional uh, an option offered to me whether to do the swap. So I thought that since I was already at home at that time for like weeks, so I did not go through that. And I did not have any business travel for the almost whole of last year. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to un undergo that, 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 that uh, ordeal. That test, yes. <laughs> well, lucky you, lucky you. Well, we have Michelle de la Hop Germani and also Life Winar here in the studio. Do stay tuned. Much more from the three of us here. Stay tuned. You're listening to KK12 FM. Oh, yeah! Kita sedang mendengar KK12 FM 89.5. FM 89.5, wishing you, our listeners of KK12 FM, especially to our women out there, happy International Women's Day. This week, I am commemorating this wonderful day uh, by uh, interviewing women who are making it happen in Kota Kinabalu. And in this first episode, we will be talking much more about Wanita Empowered, which is a business mentorship program that is happening throughout the country. There are various entrepreneurs who are part of the program, but much more about that uh, when Michelle and also Fuinar, who will be explaining much more about that uh, program, wonderful program uh, that is uh, conducted earlier this year. Uh, but I would like to first say hello to Michelle Delhop Germani. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being here. Welcome Hi, back, by the way. And we also have Life Winar, who is the president of SWEPA. Um, I addressed her as Madam, but she scolded me just now. She said, Don't call me Madam, just call me Fuinar. All right. First name basis, Fuinar, thank you so much for being here and spending time with us. Thank you, Ben. Fuinar. Would you like to explain to our listeners, what is SWEPA? 25 years this organization has been uh, in Kota Kinabalu in, in Sabah. Basically, SWEPA was an initiative of the Majlis uh, Benasihat Wanita Sabah under the Chief Minister Department. And at that time, they have an economic uh, committee and it was a brainchild of that committee. So our charter president was Tato Nancy Ho. She started the SWEPA. And since then, we have many prominent presidents and we have carved up a name for SWEPA in our KK, especially in our KK community. Mm -hmm. And when people see red jacket ladies, <laughs> in, yes. they will remember SWEPA. <laughs> so we do have some signature SWEPA programs. Of course, we run programs for our members, you know, business networking, training sessions, social activities. And the last few years, we have some uh, programs that is not normal, or, or rather, not the usual program that we have. That is, we reached out to the rural community. We started what we call the Barefoot Solar Project. Oh, yes, I've heard and of that this. That Barefoot Solar Project involves sending or selecting and sending rural women to India to undergo a five to six months training to be a solar, we call engineer, mm. uh, but then we call them solar mama. 
And they, when they come back, they are able to assemble the solar panels and uh, set up the, the equipment and then do maintenance. So with that, they bring light to the remote areas, especially those off-grid. So far, we have done already in three kampongs, in two solar projects, and we're into barefoot solar project number three. Unfortunately, we are sort of uh, hindered by the pandemic. Our solar mama came back in February last year. Mm -hmm. When we were after that, we were supposed to do all the groundwork to get the equipment in to set up in the kampong. But then all this has been postponed. Postponed, or, or, or we have to we we put on hold. Mm -hmm. Only now that we are ordering the equipment, and we hope the equipment can arrive in two to three months' time, then we can sort of uh, complete the whole project. Sounds like it's a signature program of uh, Swepai, huh? Yes, I think in Malaysia we are the only one who does this kind of project. Mm -hmm. It involves Swepai raising the money sending the women to India. And before that, the selection process is not easy. I can imagine. Because we, there are criteria that we have to adhere to. That is, it has to be a woman. The woman has to be from a rural area. And the area must be off-grid, where they do not have electricity supply. And the woman preferably would be a young grandmother, who, on the basis that they would not, move away from the kampong. Mm. If you get a young lady, they may move away sure. looking for greener pasture or looking for jobs or get married to another, to somebody else from another place, you know. So we are selecting grandmothers who are 40 to 50 years old. And another thing is illiterate or semi-literate. Mm -hmm. Because when they go to India, when they learn, they will learn basically by color coding, by memorization. Oh, so okay. if they are literate, Barefoot College thinks that that is an impediment. Mm -hmm. So they, we, we will select the so-called illiterate or semi-illiterate grandmothers. So selecting the, these candidates is not easy because even though they are eager, maybe initially, they have to pass through the medical screening. And then after that, they will have the fear of going out because most of them have not traveled outside, mm -hmm. not even out, outside of Sabah, some of them, you know, to a foreign country for five to six months, you know, and living with people, complete strangers who do not talk your own language, and it's not easy. We mm -hmm. actually have many candidates coming forward, but eventually the one who go there, it will be only one or two who dare to take up the challenge. Now, throughout your years in SWEPA, uh, Fuinar, uh, how many years, by the way, have you been a member of SWEPA? I think it's coming to 12 or 13 years. Wow. Can you name perhaps one activity or one uh, collaboration that is fresh in your mind that you say, wow, this is why I'm in SWEPA? Well, I started I started with SWEPA basically because I joined the SWEPA Toastmasters Club mm. because of insistence of some of my friends. So when I started the Toastmaster journey, I also became a SWEPA member because the Toastmaster Club is an in-house training arm of SWEPA. Mm -hmm. So when I joined SWEPA, I get to know a lot of people, a lot of very prominent ladies, very successful in their businesses or profession. I get attracted to that and... As things goes, I get involved in the committees and all that, and I become the president. And some of the activities that SWAPA has is different. We do have so-called interaction with international organizations Great. as well. Mm -hmm. For example, the Business and Professional Women 
of uh, Taiwan. We do have uh, programs with them. We visited them. They visit us. We have business uh, interaction. And these are some of the things that Swepa is doing. Mm -hmm. And when I assumed the presidency, some of the things that we wanted to do is to be connected with national and international women organization. Mm -hmm. And without realizing it, we were given the opportunity by the U.S. Embassy on this Wanita Empowered Campaign Business Mentorship Program, where we are able to link on to two other women organizations, one from Penang and one from Sarawak, and also, of course, working with 3R of Kuala Lumpur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. And uh, we're together with uh, Life Winar and also Michelle Delahab Germani. I'll give a chance for Michelle to talk about Juanita Empowered, which is a business mentorship program. Let's take a short break and we'll hand it over to Michelle right after this. So do stay tuned. You're listening to Kiki 12 FM. Wow! This is Kiki 12 FM 89.5. <laughs> You're listening to KK12 FM 89.5. A very good day, Kutukinabalu. My name is Ben Ozer, your host of Make It Happen. And we have a special episode today talking about Juanita Empowered, which is a business mentorship program. And in the studio to talk much more about it, we have uh, the project manager herself, Michelle Delahop Germani, and also Lai Fuinar, who is uh, the president of Aswepa. Uh, Fuinar, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Michelle, let's uh, talk to you about the program. You are the project manager, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. The perfect person to discuss and also to talk to us about Wanita Empowered. What is it? I know it's a business mentorship program. You would like to elaborate, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Ben. So basically, it's part of the Wanita Empowered program, which is under the U.S. Embassy. And it is a platform to empower women, especially in businesses. So this particular program, we launched it in November. It was supposed to start earlier. However, this is also delayed due to the pandemic and we had to revise our programs here and there. So basically, this program is for women entrepreneurs and business owners throughout Malaysia. We have decided to select 30 Ideally, it would have been 10 per state, which are Sabah, Penang and Sarawak. However, there were some changes here and there, so therefore we, we try to keep it as, as equal as possible. And now we have um, 8 from Penang, 11 from Sabah and 11 from Sarawak. Mm -hmm. So these women are matured business owners aged from 25 and above with a minimum of 3 years in operations. And there's also a, a minimum in terms of the revenue that we required for them because we wanted to make sure that our participants were not those who just started the, into their businesses. However, we wanted someone who was already matured and we could grow them further. So this was the challenge that we had and that we wanted to take upon mm -hmm. because this is how the program, this particular program would stand out compared to the other business programs out there. Mm -hmm. um, what's the response thus far? You mentioned that the program began in November mm -hmm. and now it's March. I'm quite sure you had a lot of programs in yes. between. Uh, it will conclude in April. How sure. is it so far? 
It's it's been very good the response uh, because we had a really tough interview session led by Fuina and two other senior members of our executive committee in Swepa. But we of course involve our partners as well in Penang and Sarawak because that was their role to to look for the mentees um, within their states. So we we started and we told them that you have to commit your time. So every Tuesdays was fixed. It was either a two hour workshop or a two hour a mentoring session and it would be alternate and we kept it in such a way so that they could adjust their schedule accordingly without affecting their businesses and then on the last Wednesday of the month we would have a peer sharing session which I facilitated and this is where we gauge on how much they've achieved and how much they need to improve on so that we could assist them and meet the target of our program. So, so far, thank God that uh, all our programs have been conducted smoothly and carried out smoothly, albeit we had to adjust a lot of physical events to online events. Ah, I think that's the, the biggest <laughs> challenge. Maybe Fuina would like to chime in on this one. Uh, what was the biggest challenge that COVID-19 imposed in conducting this program? Um, is online the way to go? Is it easy for you? For the training sessions, it was quite okay because we intended it that way mm -hmm. because of the budget uh, restriction. But we had wanted a live launching in KK and also in Penang and in, in Miri, Sarawak. But we were not able to do a live launching. So instead, we had the virtual launching, which was held in November last year. Then we say, oh, things are getting better. Maybe we should aim for a meet and greet, a physical meet and greet maybe in January. And we were not able to do that because we went into MCO again. Mm. Then we say, can we do it in February? And Penang managed to do it last week, a meet and greet. Supposed to get all the mentees and mentors together to say hi to each other because we have not met each other. Right. But then, because Penang was still under MCO, so they have a virtual meet and greet. And this week, Tomorrow, I mean this week, we are going to have the meet and greet for Sabah and Sarawak. And it has to be a sort of hybrid because the, the U.S. Embassy officials cannot come here. Right, yes. And some of our, our mentees are outside of Sabah. Mm -hmm. So we are not able to have a, a whole group together. So we are looking forward whether we can have a physical closing in April. I hope that will happen yes. and uh, anything can happen between now and April so we have time. Michelle, as the project manager, mm -hmm. I know there's so many challenges that you had to face. Uh, can you share some of those challenges and how did you overcome those challenges? I think the biggest challenge was not being able to meet up physically. Even when we started, a lot of our meetings were online, which was which was kind of challenging in a sense because we had to adjust to each other's work times, mm -hmm. you know, and it was strange as well because we are so used um, to as a club to meet physically and run through the programs and the details uh, all physically and yet we had to do it online. It's completely different from attending an online training because there's no two-way interaction, there's no discussion, there's no negotiation but we had to do it we had to do it, and so yeah. we had to do it online. And meeting new partners um, in two different states, well, three, because we had 3R as well, which mm -hmm. is our media partner. So we had three different partners, which we have not met at all 
personally, except for Sarawak. That was, a, um, that was lucky because Fuina actually knows the president. Um, so imagine having to talk to them and say, hi, we would like to collaborate with you. And, you know, all the introduction was online and through WhatsApp, through phone, through Zoom. And so that was the biggest challenge, having to be able to commit to everyone's time uh, find a time, a suitable time, and make sure that everybody actually does their role and carry out their tasks efficiently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a very short break here. Coming up, much more about Juanita Empowered. Who are the mentees? What industries do they come from? That will be a nice discussion. Who knows? There will be a listener that can, uh, um, that can relate to their experiences. So do stay tuned. You're listening to KK12 FM. KK 12 FM. Listen, talk, and connect. You're listening to KK 12 FM 89.5. And in conjunction with International Women's Day, I'm very pleased that I'm able to have an interview with uh, Michelle Delahop, Jamani, and also Lifewee Nar to talk about Juanita Empowered, which is a business mentorship program. Uh, currently, they are participants from Sabah from Sarawak and also from Penang. Michelle, Fuinar, thank you so much for being here. Um, well, what do you w wish to achieve from the Juanita Empowered Program? Um, Michelle or Fuinar, any one of you would like to respond to this? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure both of you would have wishes here. Maybe Michelle first. Okay. Uh, well, my wish is that um, apart from growing their business further and taking it to the next step is would be able to empower themselves individually and later thereon empower someone else because that's what empowering is all about. It's not about keeping it to yourself, but it's about empowering others and those around you. So that's, mm -hmm. that's my main goal. Fuinar, what about you? What is your wish uh, to achieve from a Wanita Empowered Program? Now, you had a very tough interview process, so I'm quite sure you have expectations. Yes, we have expectation. We wanted the mentees to be able to allocate time to finish the program and not to drop out. And also the mentors as well. Mm. We know mentors, they are successful business ladies and they are busy. And for them to commit to the program actually is quite a challenge for some of them. So we wanted the program to come in and finish as a whole. And as I shared, I think the program the, or the impact of the program will not stop when the program ends. The friendship, the mentorship, mentee-mentor relation, and the working relationship between SWEPA and Sarawak Women Entrepreneur and Professional Association, that is WEPS, and PWCC, which is Penang Women Chambers of Commerce, PWCC. I think it will not stop there. It will continue. And the friendship that is built, the mentorship, the relationship, and the support for one another, even among the mentees, I can see that they are like a very a group that is really gelled together and mm. supporting each other. So I think those are the lasting impact of the program, apart from the business growth, apart from what they gain, the knowledge and all that. Let's talking about the mentees now. Who are these mentees? Fuinar? Basically, Michelle has mentioned that they are at least 25 years old who has been in business for more than three years with a certain income level. And we have, from Sabah, we have... 11 of them, and two of them are from outside of KK, or rather three of them from outside of KK. One, Specifically where? Yeah. One from Kudat, one from Sampona, and Great. one from Kenningau. Mm -hmm. And they are, some of them are in social enterprise, working with communities, some with uh, cosmetic factory, seaweed products, lawyers, uh, 
boutique owners. Oh, wow. Uh, various. From various. Mm-hmm. And we also have a, what you call that, a real estate agent. And from Penang, we have somebody who is to mocktail. Yes, oh, she's, wow. she's, she's launched mm. her own mocktail, so that's, that's really exciting. Interesting. Yes. All right. Now, in this new normal, um, obviously, they have to meet on uh, v- virtually. They have to meet virtually. Um, how are the mentees coping uh, during this program? May- maybe, Michelle, w- would you like to... Uh, Give sure. your two cents. Sure. Yes, I'm really glad that they're they're coping really well because, um, like, even during the interview and as well as the onboarding, we've already given them a calendar up front, mm-hmm. and we told them that all we're asking is two hours per week on a fixed day to attend the session. So please, you know, take this seriously because you are taking on um taking on a participation which other women want to to participate as well. So please make sure that you use it. And, and value it, you know, so don't don't let it go to waste. Mm-hmm. So far, they've done a really good job. Sure, there are times where, you know, there's an emergency and they can't attend, but that's fine because we actually do have a recording of the sessions. Okay. And we make sure that um, as much as possible, the mentors are involved and we do share the details of the slides uh, with both participants. Mm-hmm. So this way, they can still catch up on what they've lost. And this is also very good because we've had um, group assignments, which is nicely and equally divided. So we have in each group a participant from Sabah, a participant from Sarawak, and a participant from Penang. So this way they have assignments and they have sessions where they need to discuss with each other. And also through this, they are able to achieve um, the networking that they want to achieve. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're together with Michelle Delahop Jamani and also Lai Fuinar of uh, the uh, Juanita Empowered Business Mentorship Program. Coming up, I'll be talking to the both of them again and they'll disclose and also inform us who are the mentors who are uh, training these uh, lucky mentees. So do stay tuned. You're listening to Kick It 12 FM. Don't swipe left, but keep swiping up on us right here on Kick It 12 FM. You're listening to KK12 FM 89.5. I'm so happy that I'm not alone in the studio today. My name is Ben Uzer and I am pleased to welcome Michelle Delahop, Jamani, and also Life Winar in the studio. We're talking about Juanita Empowered, which is a business mentorship program that is ongoing right here in Sabah, in Sarawak, and also in Penang. And it will conclude next month. It's been going on since November. What a journey it has been. And uh, I'm just curious, and that's why. Why we just want to have a chat about the interview uh, about the interview la bapula <laughs> see I, I, I get lost in my train of thought um, we just want to talk much more about the program and uh, that's why I have the both of them right here so let's talk about the mentors the the real people who are training these mentees um, maybe you'd like to share several who are these mentors that are training the mentees to be their best selves. Uh, maybe Fuinar or Michelle, would you like to just name a few? Okay, I'll, I'll name a few. Um, so we have from Sabah itself, we have uh, one who is in the spa industry and one who's in the IT industry. So these women have at least 10 years of business experience. So they're very matured and they're, they know their stuff. They know what they're talking about. From Penang, we actually have someone who's in the real estate um, industry as well as an NLP practitioner. So we managed to to match these mentors with the mentees who are either in a similar industry or who at least have the same 
um, a, a goal that they could achieve together because there's no point to train um, to match someone in the same industry if there's no way for that person to improve on. So like for example, someone, one of the mentees could be in real estate. However, she wants to improve on social media instead. Mm -hmm. So this is where we match her with a mentor who's actually an expert in that field. And for Sarawak, we have one who's in the training industry, so she manages trainings um, for her clients. Very good. Um, Fuinar, any standouts, any, any of those uh, mentors that you say, hey, this person uh, needs some highlight as well? Oh, we do have some from Sabah as well, who has been in the industry for a long time. And we have Jasmine. From IEC. Oh yes, Jasmine yes. Uh, Leong. Yes, yeah, Jasmine mm -hmm. Leong from IEC. We have Mary Jim, who is working with the communities. MJ Moose. MJ yes, Moose. Mm -hmm. and we have Anne Anta from. Uh, Borneo. Yes, very good, yes. very good. Uh, three prominent women who are who are doing well as well in the industry. We, is very we good. also have Tatin Jinet from the spa industry. Jari Jatin, Jari. Uh, yes, Jari Jari Tatin Jinet Tambakau. Yes, and of mm -hmm. course uh, Karen Wong from. Carl Computer Center. Ah, yes. Uh, teacher Karen, as I yeah, call. <laughs> I was one of her students when I was, goodness, seven, eight years old. Oh, wow. Uh, 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 teacher Karen had this uh, CAL Computer Learning Center mm -hmm. back when computers were the thing for children to learn. And I was lucky enough to be in her school and uh, we are learning computers. And I I'm, I'm one of those, uh, in Malay, we call it Jajal students. Okay. We always buck her. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. So wonderful uh, mentors there from Sabah as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, would you also like to give a brief overview of what these uh, mentees are learning? Um, as Michelle mentioned earlier, business uh, mentorship programs, they differ from one uh, to the other. What makes Juanita Empowered special and unique? We have a series of workshops and we started one for the mentors to, to just to get them up to a certain level mm -hmm. and to be consistent with what we want to achieve. And we have nine mentees workshops. So far, we have run about seven. We started with one that is Leadership Development by Marisa Ng from KL. And then we continue with digi Digital Content Creation by Katini Arifin. Mm -hmm. And then she followed up with another one on Live Streaming for Business. Then we have, we have... Jasmine also coming in, even though she's a mentor, she also came in as a trainer oh, cool. on being mm -hmm. a person of influence. Mm -hmm. And we have a solution-focused conversation by Jun Yap. Very good. And Money and Success by Jashida Kamal. Mm -hmm. So we have social media and we have leadership, we have uh, personal development, we have negotiation skills, we have finance, and we are going to have two or three more sessions which will end up with a legal affairs in business by Melanie, by Melanie Tan, who is also one of our members, who actually is our legal advisor for SWEPA. Very good. So, Michelle, it sounds like it's not just polishing business skills, but also empowering them. It sounds like a module would, uh, all those modules uh, combined together, it's to create that confidence as well. Yes, correct. Yeah, it's also to take their businesses to the next level. And that's why it was, um, we had a lot of meetings to decide, you know, which subjects were important for them. Because again, these were women who have already been running their businesses, 
not those who have just started. It's not going to be a how to run your business 101. It's how to take it to the next level, mm -hmm. you know, and how to strategize so that you actually reach the bigger level and the bigger, um, the next achievement in the, as part of their businesses. Very good. We're together with Michelle Delahop Germani and also Life We Nar here in the studio. Coming up, we'll have a little discussion about International Women's Day. This year's team is Choose to Challenge. What are their thoughts of this year's theme? Do stay tuned. You're listening to KK12FM. Whoa, guess what? This is KK12FM. You're listening to KK12FM 89.5. I'm so excited that we have Michelle Delaharp Germani and also Life We Nar here in the studio. And we would like to have a little discussion to commemorate International Women's Day. I know there's been so much ugly news about women in the news uh, this past year or two, or maybe for decades, I don't know. But let's put that aside. But I would like to just Pick the brains of Michelle and Fuinar here. Why should Sabahans be enthusiastic to celebrate International Women's Day? Michelle seems like she can't wait to say something. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you go first. <laughs> International Women's Day is something I'm truly passionate about. And this is why, uh, thankfully, I've managed to organize a few events to commemorate this and to celebrate our local women. Because what... Um, it's not just Sabahan women, but mostly Asian women. I th I feel that are are it's because of the way they're up um, they're brought up and as well as the culture that you know they are intimidated, mm. right? And they do not stand up for what they're truly capable of, and. I, I feel that there's so much improvement that we can do it and I wish there were more um, events or, or trainings on this matter and I wish there was more um, awareness as well in the workplace to encourage women to be able to speak up, to encourage women to be able to fight for equal pay. Why should a guy be given a better pay when she is just as good as he is, mm. right? Why should a woman stay at home because and look after the child because her husband says it's okay, just stay home, I'm the breadwinner. When she is just as good or even better than he is. And this is really sad in Sabah because up to today, there are still women I know that were, especially in the interior parts, where they don't even go to school because, you know, women should just learn to cook, learn to sew, and maybe earn an income through that or just pick it up as a hobby so that you don't waste time. Mm -hmm. Let the men do the work. Thankfully, it is um, slowly improving and women are coming out. They are coming out to study. They are coming out to, to take on professions which are challenging or which usually were dominant by men. However, it is sad, I must say, um, uh, well, I hope there's freedom of speech here, but you can take it out if you want to. <laughs> but uh, I am sad that, you know, that there's not enough women representation in our country. Mm. And this is so prominent, especially with the recent um, elections that we had, you know. Like, for example, we are having our event tomorrow. And it was so hard to find a guest of honor who was a woman in a prominent position, mm. you know, because we have to respect as well, you know, uh, the current party that's ruling and not ruling, you know. And yet... Um, the last event that we had was for Penang, and I had the pleasure to virtually meet YB Eng. She was so, so, she, I, it was just, I was just blown away by her. I, she had no 
um, she was not afraid to speak out her mind. And whatever she spoke made me feel like I wanted to join politics, you know. And I really wish I could. But, you know, there, there are so many, well, sad things out there that, that doesn't make it possible, you know. Like, you want to achieve more, but yet it's not really there yet. It's, it's like there's so much for us to, to go and uh, achieve it, you know. Fuinar, you've seen Sabah grown over the decades. Um, maybe you'd like to share how women are now. Do you feel like women are empowered now? Or were they empowered before? Or which direction are we heading? Well, I agree with Michelle that there are still a lot of women who are still like do not go to school or stop schooling at a very young age because they got to look after the family. And when they get married, they... They resign from their work to look after the children. Mm -hmm. But I do see a lot of changes. I come from an essential service, or rather it's a port, the seaport. It is a male-dominated industry. Sure, yeah. When I first started working in the port many years ago, when I walked inside the port, everybody stopped to look at me mm -hmm. because I'm different. I'm a, a, a woman. But nowadays, we have women holding very senior positions in the port, especially in Sabah. We have a managing director that is a woman. We have general managers who are women. We have women not only holding the traditional portfolios such as legal, HR, finance, but we also have women holding position in the port operation itself. Mm. In fact, in Sabah now, if you go to our East Coast ports, Sandakan, Tawau and Ladatu, all the three managers are ladies. Wow, very and good. And they are handling hundreds over 100 men mm. while working. But then, on the other side, if you look at the port operation itself, the equipment operators, the clerks who work there, they are still male. Mm. We do not have an equipment operator who is a lady yet. Mm. Whenever we recruit operators, it will be men. Men. It's all ingrained there. It never crossed our mind to say whether we can open it to the ladies or whether any ladies will apply for that job when they see, oh, equipment operator, crane operators. But then the things about crane operators now are not like in the, those days where you sweat under the sun, you know. <laughs> they sit in comfortable cabins, aircon, just pulling a few joysticks here and there. And that's their job. Yeah. And they are drawing quite a, a good salary. Mm -hmm. But if you go to countries like you don't have to go very far. You go to Singapore, you go to Indonesia, you go to Taiwan. They already have female operators. Not only that, even in countries like Dubai, they have female crane operators because basically they, they sit in a cabin or some remote control rooms and they're operating the cranes. Mm -hmm. So I think we are moving there, but there are still, of course, very traditional thoughts. Women, when you get married, your priority is in the family. Yes. And these are posing a lot of challenge to our women. And I think that leads us to the next topic, which yes. is about Women's Day, choose to challenge. Because when we make a choice, of course, we have to challenge something. Yeah. Challenge the, the norm. The norms, yeah. yeah. Um, as Fuinor uh, uh, mentioned, the, uh, this year's theme of International Women's Day is Choose to Challenge. Here's an excerpt from the website. A challenged world is an alert world, and from challenge comes change. So let's all choose to challenge. How will you help forge a gender-equal world? Celebrate women's achievement, raise awareness against bias, take action for equality. What does this theme mean to you personally, Michelle? 
to me personally, it means to challenge gender stereotypes. And I mean, I face this myself, but I know a lot of other women out there, they may look um, presentable or extra attractive. And the moment they walked into a meeting or they walk into a room to meet a customer, the customer straight away says that, oh, here comes a pretty woman. She may not be smart or she may not mm. be capable. And I, I seriously dislike that because I want to be looked at as a person. Oh, hi, this is Michelle. She's the manager and I'm sure she's capable, you know, put the looks aside, right? Um, straight away, she holds a position. She holds a senior position because she earned it right? There's nothing to do with looks. Sadly, this is still the case. Mm. I was talking to another friend the other day and, and it was sad that he said that, oh yeah, for an interview to, to do well, the lady must wear a tight skirt. I felt mm. so re repulsed to hear that. I mean, like this is still existing in today's world, yeah. you know? Look at a woman at her capability, not at how she looks. Look at a woman, um, no matter her form or her age, right? If she did um, accomplish something in study or in her previous work past, I'm sure she did it because she was capable. So we should, this is something that we, that's a lot of uh, work um, to go, um, to work towards too, you know, mm -hmm. so that people would not straight away look at a person and judge them by their look. Fuinon, what does uh, this year's theme mean to you, choose to challenge? I think as women, we must be brave enough to make choices, to so-called fulfill our dreams. <laughs> And uh, for the others, I think it should, we should also provide the equal opportunity because like it or not, I feel the glass ceiling is still there. We must take steps to shatter it or better, eliminate it altogether. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to our next set to talk about gender relations. And uh, let's have a discussion about that. Shortly, you're listening to KK12 FM. This is KK12 FM. You're listening to KK12 FM 89.5. We got into a no, not so heated discussion, but a passionate discussion together with Michelle de la Harpe Germani and Lai Fuinar. Obviously, both individuals are very passionate at what they are doing. Michelle, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Fuinar, as well, sharing your experiences here. Welcome back to KK12 FM. Um, hopes and aspirations. We talked about Wanita Empowered, uh, which is the business uh, mentorship program. Michelle, you are the program manager. Um, Fuinar, you are the president of SWEPA, which uh, obviously uh, su is supporting Wanita Empowered. Uh, how much have the participants grown or accomplished since embarking on this journey? Maybe Michelle uh, would like to say something about that. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for that, Ben. So I, I'm so happy to see how much they've grown because uh, they managed to, to work together even though they're separated physically um, by location, right? Uh, they managed to come together and come and present because we give them assignments, right? Because we want to see how much they can do, how much they've accomplished, how much they've learned, right? And they managed to do it correctly. And there's so much improvement compared to when they first started because some were not even confident of talking, right? They couldn't talk in front of the camera. They couldn't lead the team. They couldn't even deliver a presentation. Mm. Yet, today, they are able to come up with a presentation um, within 24 hours. This is particularly Sarawak team. Uh, I'm so proud of them because we there were changes in our program and last minute they had to come up with a presentation. And the next day, 
in less than 24 hours, actually, when we ran through the rehearsal, the presentation slides were awesome. So we just had to, we just gave them some tips on the presentation skills because this was something that um, we did not tap on into as part of the program. Um, and I think it's because we took it for granted because we thought that being matured business owners, they would naturally already have this kind of presence because they should be able to pitch themselves and pitch their businesses, right? Um, so, but we noticed that and we've noticed the growth that there is improvement and that's why we are preparing them because hopefully by the end of this whole program, they would be able to do this and pitch their businesses to future investors as well. All right. Fuinar, the Juanita Empowered Program will conclude very soon. What are your hopes for the mentees? I hope the mentees will carry on with their business, use what they have learned, and rebrand their business and move further, and to keep their friendship, to support one another. One of my dreams would be for them maybe to come together Instead of individual enterprises or an individual businesses, they may be able to synergize mm -hmm. and become a, a, a company or a, a group of companies that support one another because we do have people who are producing the products, there are people who are into marketing, and I think they should come together. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts uh, to share with our listeners before we go, Fuinar? Thank you, Ben, for giving us this opportunity. I think you have ask a lot of questions, <laughs> Too many, break our minds and provoke our thoughts. I think in this world, it is important to strike a balance. There are things that we can do well, do it. There are things that we cannot do so well, maybe someone else can do better. Why not let the other do it? So that we can harvest the benefits of synergy. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. Michelle, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, firstly, Ben, thanks again for having me here. Thank you so much for supporting us and letting us talk about this program because I'm, I'm sure that we will succeed. Um, we will end it with, with great success. And I'm so happy that um, the U.S. Embassy actually announced um, just last week that they were thinking of doing this program again. Um, I think it's this year. So if they do that, then I hope that the listeners out there, if you're not a business owner yourself, but you know someone who is and you know that they would um, benefit from such a program, do do keep a lookout. Just watch, uh, just follow the U.S. Embassy page. Awesome. Michelle, Fuinar, thank you so much for coming here and also uh, spending some time to discuss uh, Juanita Empowered with our listeners. I do hope to welcome you back to talk about Juanita Empowered 2021. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's have uh, more discussions in the future. Thank you very much. Have a great day to the both of you. Yeah, Thanks, thank ben. you, Ben. All right, and that concludes uh, our uh, show. Make it happen for this uh, episode of Juanita Empowered. I truly hope our listeners have learned something new from Michelle and also Fuinar. And for more information about Juanita Empowered, please visit US Embassy Kuala Lumpur. Till the next episode, endure, conquer, and be the best that you can be. To commemorate International Women's Day, please use hashtag choose to challenge. Bye-bye now. Everyone needs a little inspiration from time to time. Get some right here on KK12FM. The best radio station in town, 89.5.